Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to the first episode of Fantasy Fever with the DMV Sports Network. I am your host, Marcus Hemingway. You can find me on Twitter at hey underscore underscore mh. Yes, that is two underscores. Again, it's hey h-e-y underscore underscore mh. And like I said before, this is for the DMV Sports Network, one of the hottest websites out right now. That's dmvsportsnetwork.com. You can find these guys over on Twitter at dmv underscore sn. Again, dmv underscore sn. You'll find plenty of content on there for Redskins, Capitals, Nationals, Wizards, Tennis, Fantasy Football, any, anything that you want. You can find it on the DMV Sports Network. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast today. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. Week foot four. Week four of the fantasy football season as well as the NFL season. How many of y'all out there right now are sitting on one and two or or zero oh and three and, and in panic mode? Like, oh my God, I got to get a win this week. I got to have it. If I don't have a win this week, my season is over. I'm quitting. That's a thousand bucks. That's two hundred fifty bucks. That's five hundred bucks went down the drain. Okay, it's 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 only week four, guys. It's it's only week four. It's only week four. So a lot of people that you talk to, they'll they'll freak out. It's like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. It's only week four again. I I, I say that comfortably. I mean, I've started plenty of seasons. Uh, 0 and 3, 0 and 4, 1 and 2, 1 and 3, and then you can just go on a run. Now's the time. Now's the time where you go out there and you can go and, and, and make your moves. You can make your trades. You can go out. And, and good thing about being 0 and 4 or, or in last place and ninth place or, or second to last place or wherever you're at, good thing about that, you're first and second in the waiver wire. So every week when – like this week, Jimmy Garoppolo went down, and I'm hurting for a quarterback in in a 16 team league, and I'm I'm hurting 16 team super flex league, and Jimmy Garoppolo was one of my higher picks. So I, <laughs> when Jimmy went down, I, I automatically knew as soon as he went down, it wasn't his shoulder, it was his knee. So I was like, crap, I got to go out and go get a quarterback. So I go look during the game, and it's it's. Really, no quarterbacks left. I mean, you got guys like Josh Rosen, who who just got announced this week that he's going to be starting, and and he wasn't even available to to pick up. So I had to go get C.J. Beathard, and I'll talk about him in a in a in a few minutes here. But you know, it's it's plenty to be done when your when your record sucks and at the beginning of the season. A couple years ago, I, I remember hearing Bill Belichick say, um, I remember hearing Mike Lombardi, and if you haven't read his new book, uh, go check it out. He's he's one of Bill Belichick's former assistants, or he also, he was running GM with New England for a while. But um, I remember him saying that Bill Belichick takes September as an extended preseason, and, and, and I think a lot of teams probably do that. Well, a lot of the good teams actually do that. They'll 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 take 
Well, Bill does. He'll 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 take the September month as a preseason, and then he'll what he's also doing at that time is scouting other teams, scouting other teams, practice squad, seeing what what he what he could use on his team that those teams aren't using on their practice squads or on their active roster. I mean, you may have a guy like uh, Van Noy, linebacker for the New England Patriots. He was on Detroit. He was buried in on in Detroit Lions uh, depth chart. And and Bill went over and said, hey, I'll, I'll trade you this six, seven-round pick, and we'll take that guy. And he was a pivotal player for the New England Patriots that year. He got traded to New England. So you can take your fantasy football roster and use it the same exact way. You take September as a month where you look around, you see who can, who's going to have a lighter schedule uh, towards the end of the year, and you can maybe trade for that player or you can build your team up by getting all these players who you didn't expect to be have a good year, like Mike Williams. Nobody drafted him in my league but me. I, I drafted him in all my leagues. Mike Williams, wide receiver for the San Diego Chargers. I expected him to have a good year. I expected him to do exactly what he did to two of the best corners in the league, Marcus Peters and Talib. Uh, yeah, the other guy. Other corner for the Los Angeles Rams who actually just hit IR today. Um, he Two touchdowns, 80-something yards against a tough defense. I expected I expected that from Mike Williams last weekend, and he was buried. He was he was he was buried in the draft. Nobody was drafting this guy. Like, I will take him in the eleventh round, and I will be happy taking him in the eleventh round. So, this is your opportunity, guys out there who sitting at one and two, zero oh and three. This is your opportunity to build your roster. And my motto is: if I can make it out of the months month of September two and two I'm in a good position because that two and two you're right there in the middle of the pack and you can still make some moves and you you can do a lot of things at two and two you're not all the way down but you're not all the way up so October is the month that you want to start standing out so take this time take this downtime when you when you're having a bad season and you move forward and you get ready for the, the season to really begin, which is in October. All your players out there are well-conditioned. They're able to handle a four-quarter football game, and they're ready to play. So do not freak out. It's, it's, it's the moral of the whole story. Don't freak out. It's a long season. It's a long fantasy football season. It's too early in the season to freak out, and that's for beginner players, and that's for old school players who always quit after a couple of games and that typically happens I had a league that I was doing it was $500 league and a bunch of guys got in an argument because they had it was just just a, just a mess so the the owner of the league he, for, he PayPal'd everybody their money back and he closed the league down completely so I'm like what the hell happened I went back on my Yahoo and and the league was closed. I'm like, I mean, no biggie. I got my 500 bucks back in PayPal, so I'm, I'm I don't care. But this it's just what it is. So be aware that you have a lot of season left. Now, before we continue over to the waiver wire pickups of the week, I want to remind you all again. 
please check out our website, stmvsportsnetwork.com. And if you're all interested in joining the writing staff or maybe even our podcast team, do not hesitate to send a DM to DMV underscore SN on Twitter. There is especially a need at this point for additional capitals and fantasy football podcasters and writers. So again, if you are interested, send a DM to DMV underscore SN on Twitter. These guys are these guys are actually great to uh, write for. Um, I've been writing for them a little over a month and a half. Um, you're looking for all kinds of writers. Uh, we're, we're trying to we're trying to build a mothership over here. You know, uh, we just want to want to look good. You know, you got a bunch of guys that want that love sports. And if you love sports and and you want to join in, go ahead and DM, go ahead and send DM DMV underscore SN. That's a lot of D's. <laughs> That's a lot of D's in one sentence. But no, go ahead and direct message uh, DMV underscore SN on Twitter. These guys, these guys are great to be a part of. So my favorite part of the week is Tuesday night when I'm surfing the waiver wire, trying to find a player that's going to make my team better. And then my second favorite part of the week is on Wednesday morning. Right when I wake up, and the funny thing about it, when I wake up, I'm I'm living in Anchorage, Alaska right now. I wake up basically four hours after the rest of the world wakes up, so it's 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 already late for most most East Coasters. I'm an East Coast kid all the way, but I, I'm living in Anchorage right now. But it's uh, I wake up at five o'clock every morning, and it's already nine o'clock. For everybody else so everybody else already has a jump for the players that didn't get picked up to get picked to pick up some more players so uh, again it's one of my favorite two days of the week Tuesday and Wednesday and and you know this week is actually a really good week for the waiver wire if you're hurting for a quarterback like I was uh, it's again a really good week for it this is a really good week for quarterbacks because you have three brand new starters at quarterback and Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills probably should have been starting at since the beginning of the year, but I understand what they were doing. He didn't want Josh Allen to play against the Baltimore Ravens first game of the season. I wouldn't want my rookie quarterback playing against those killers either. Also, you got Baker Mayfield, everybody's favorite underdog who's going to be getting a start from now on here over here in Cleveland. He's going to be starting. Uh, he actually plays the Raiders this week, which should be a really interesting matchup. Um, I'm honestly going to take the Raiders. I think that West Coast trip is going to be tough. Um, also, it's Baker's getting a lot of hype. He's getting a lot, a lot, a lot of hype, and I'm just not, I'm not buying it. Josh Rosen, um, the coach Wilkes put him in in the fourth quarter last week, last weekend, um, and now he's he just named him uh, the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Also, as I spoke on it a little bit earlier, C.J. Beathard 
quarterback for the San, he's going to be the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers now. Jimmy Garoppolo out for the rest of the year with a uh, torn ACL, and that, and that sucks because like I said, I bet a lot on Jimmy Garoppolo this year. I thought this year was going to be a really good year for him. It just seems like it's just not meant to be this year for the 49ers. I mean, started out in camp, you got guy like uh, Kittle hurt his shoulder, but he's back playing now. Now Jimmy Garoppolo, first couple games of the season, Marquise Goodwin got a little thigh bruise he's been dealing with, and now Jimmy's out for the season, which uh, a lot of those is going to hurt more so everybody else around the quarterback than it is going to it's going to hurt uh the team so like Marquise Goodwin if you if you picked him up it's going to hurt him also it's going to hurt George Kittle it's going to hurt the running backs and the guy I really liked for the uh uh, San Francisco 49ers Dante Pettis rookie wide receiver is really going to hurt him because he was trending upwards. He was actually in my weekly pickups about two weeks ago. And now he doesn't have Jimmy Garoppolo throwing his way. So, you know, with C.J. Beathard, this guy started seven games last year for, in 2017 before Garoppolo got traded over there um, in October of last year. So, I mean, he's, he, he's going to be able to do some good things. He knows the system. He's had a chance to sit on the bench for a while and, and watch Jimmy G in the system. So he has an opportunity to do some good things. And I, I personally think he's a really good pickup because, one, he's a seasoned quarterback versus a rookie. You don't know what you're going to get out of those three rookies that I just named, Josh Rosen, Baker, Baker Mayfield, and, and Josh Allen. You really don't know what you're going to get out of these guys. I mean, it, it may be hot and cold. The good thing about Baker, he didn't when he came in for Tyrod Tyrod Taylor the other day on Thursday Night Football. The Jets weren't prepared for him. They just weren't prepared for him. Now the Raiders have had a full week after a, another fourth quarter loss, and you know these guys have a full week to stew on that loss. Also stew on being zero and three. And also being the Raiders, you know, just stewing on that. So, and everybody's talking about how good Baker is, how Baker's going to light the Raiders up. You know, I, I I don't buy any of that stuff. I mean, these guys have been playing football and the pros longer than Baker has. So, um, I think Baker will struggle against the Raiders. So, just calm down. I'm putting him in your starting lineups this week. Let's see how he does against the Raiders. But he should be picked up. He should do really good throughout the season. He's gonna. He's just gonna be hot and cold, just like Josh Josh Rosen and Josh Allen. Josh Allen actually had a really good game last week. He kind of got himself going by running, running for two touchdowns. It gave him a very cupcake um, script to to run. So I mean I'm not I'm not really buying Josh Allen, the Josh Allen hype, but the good thing with him is he is a dual threat quarterback. He seems to want to run more than he wants to throw, so that could be that, that could be a really good pickup if you um if you have a chance. I, I'd actually recommend some of the other quarterbacks, C.J. Baker or or Josh Rosen before I recommend Josh Allen. Like I said, they gave they gave Allen a cupcake script game script to run off of 
And Josh Rosen, I think he has some of the best arm strength out of all of these guys. He just doesn't have the offensive line, though. He has he has some targets. You got uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who they really need to trade. Should probably trade him to the Patriots. Um, they also have this new kid who's also on my uh, week four waiver wire pickups, Christian Kirk. Also has Jones, Seals, Seals Jones, Ricky Seals Jones, tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. He's a really good player for for Josh Rosen. I mean, he also has that third or first first to third uh, overall pick that everybody went for David Johnson to throw to. So Josh has some options. Biggest thing with Arizona, they just don't have an offensive line. So he doesn't have the blocking. He doesn't have the blocking. And the worst thing about that, he's just not going to have the time. He's not going to have the time to get the ball out to all these extra options that you have to throw to. If he has time, he's going to be able to spin it. So um, give give Josh Rosen for your deeper, deeper leagues or even your dynasty leagues. Arizona has weapons. Don't 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 kid yourself on that. Arizona's going to have they have a lot of weapons. So. I'd give Josh Rosen an opportunity on my bench if 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 I needed a quarterback. Christian Kirk for PPR leagues, the wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals that I just spoke about. He's a really good player. He's going to be really, really good in PPR leagues because Josh Rosen's going to dink and dunk it a lot. And, and Christian Kirk's kind of like a Julian Edelman type player. So... I I definitely I actually rostered him in one of my deep deep leagues as a wide receiver. Only the only thing about him he's not he's he's only going to be your PPR type player. He may have games where he has eight receptions for forty one yards or something like that. But I mean he's he's definitely going to be a player that's worth rostering because. I think his uh, Josh Rosen's top two receivers is going to be Christian Kirk and Ricky Seals-Jones, the tight end, and that's who he's going to look for the most, as well as David Johnson out of the backfield. These are short passes. He, he'll have time to make these passes, and then they're not the tougher throws downfield. They're just right there in front of him. So I think these are the passes that that Rosen will look for versus some of the other ones. Another good pickup this week, uh, Calvin Ridley. He had a – and the funny thing about Calvin Ridley, a lot of people – it goes back to my, um, my, my first thing we talked about on freaking out because you're 1-2 one and, one and or 0-3. Oh it goes back to the same thing uh, with Calvin Ridley. People probably dumped him after the first two – outings that he had for Atlanta uh he didn't really have a good first game I don't think he, I think he had zero receptions in that first game against the Eagles and then he didn't do two he caught three or four passes for like 19 yards in the second game but everybody started abandoning ship and then this week he lit it up against the New Orleans Saints he had a he had a hat trick and and he showed out you know and and good thing about Calvin Ridley He's sitting out. He's probably he was sitting out there on the waiver wire. Nobody picked him up. Nobody picked him up. But he's there. Surprisingly, he's there with that hat trick. And this is the underrated thing that I think nobody's really talking about. 
Julio Jones is going to take take days off from practice this year. He, he's a little bit of an older player, and, and his body's kind of starting to break down on him. I mean, he's, he's a game day type of guy. He knows the offense. He knows what Matt Ryan wants, so he doesn't have to practice that much. But Julio's going to take lots of days off. Hell, he actually took today off of practice. So um, he's going to take practices off, and this is the type of guy. Calvin Ridley is the type of guy who's like a sponge. He's going to go to practice, and he's going to be there every every day of practice. He's going to build that rapport with Matt Ryan, and then all of a sudden Matt Ryan's going to start looking Calvin Ridley's way during the games, which is what you see what happened last week against the New Orleans Saints with three touchdowns and 146 yards. So make sure Calvin Ridley's in, and he's he's borderline a wide receiver two right now. Wide receiver Between a wide receiver two and wide receiver one, in my opinion, he's going to get a lot of reps from now on. I, I think he'll probably be a better option than Mohamed Sanu going forward. So look for Calvin Ridley on your – on your um, waiver wires. Another kid that I like, um, that I've been liking for the last couple weeks is Mark Andrews, local product, um, Baltimore Ravens, tight end. He's, he's, he's been getting looks. And this is, uh, this is one of my underrated teams right now, the Baltimore Ravens. Once they start, once they start getting it going, I think, uh, I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be and put a lot of people, shock a lot of people. I mean, they got Mark Andrews, uh, rookie rookie tight end out of Oklahoma. He came in last week with two receptions and 59 yards. I mean, obviously he's getting he's getting the looks from Joe Flacco, who I who I've gave given a lot of crap to because you know he's <coughs> he's Joe Flacco. He He's kind of a poor man's, basically to me, he's basically a poor man's Jay Cutler. You know, he kind of just, he's just there, almost seems like. But he, he's he's doing really good. He's uh, he's doing really good in getting these guys the ball. These new guys he has, he, mean, he has John Brown, receiver for the Cardinals for all the years. Also, he has Michael Crabtree. And now this kid, uh... Mark Andrews, which again I, I I like him a lot, versus some of these other guys. In the last game, Mark Andrews actually, like I say, he picked up two receptions for 59 yards, but he came in with how many targets did he have? Three targets. He had three targets in that game, but he he tried to capitalize with the two receptions that he that he got. But look for those three guys to start picking it up, uh, John Brown, Crabtree, and Mark Andrews, for the Baltimore Ravens. I think I think they're gonna. He's Mark Andrews is gonna pay some dividends. John Brown's was John Brown was on my week one, week one wavy or wave waiver wire pickups. Crabtree wasn't really Crabtree was a, a high a high drafted player. I think uh, a lot of people should look for these Ravens receivers towards the end of the season to kind of help you out to win your championship in your league. These these guys gonna help, these guys gonna win some games and they're gonna they're gonna light it up. I'm thinking, 
And the funny thing about that team is the only rookie quarterback that's not starting is Lamar Jackson. Now, if if Flacco gets hurt, I can see Lamar Jackson coming in and just lighting it up and shocking the league and making all these throws that nobody expects him to have. I can see this happening. It'll be amazing for a couple of weeks. And then the defense will start getting more sophisticated and people will be like, oh, this is what he's doing. He's running around and he's making a lot of these passes. So what do we do? We hit him and we show him stuff that's not really there. So I can definitely see that happening, but also I can definitely see the Ravens doing really well to finish up the year. And another one last pickup of the week that I had, I got Cam Meredith. You may or may not remember him. He's uh, He played for the Chicago Bears last couple years. And he was he was great. He tore his ACL last year, so he didn't have the season that you know that he had his first season. But he was really really good. So he plays for the Saints now. He's no longer with the Chicago Bears. He plays for the Saints. I I he was on his way to getting paid last year, and and then he tore his ACL. Now he's with the Saints. He's gonna be he's gonna pay dividends towards the end of the season as well. He he was active for his first game this past week, and he caught one pass. You know, it's uh, you know, it's it's one target. You know, it's one target, but it was in the red zone. So Drew Brees is gonna look his way, which I like. Any any time a player is getting looked at in the red zone is always a good thing. So and this guy, this guy can play. This guy can play. He's just trying to get his legs under him. He's, he's getting the, in the process of learning how to trust his knee again. So, give give Cam Meredith a look deeper, deeper leagues. You may want to pick up Cam Meredith. I think he'll he'll help your team out this year if you need it. And those are my waiver week four waiver wire pickups. Hopefully, you were able to get some of these players on your team. So, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than uh, episodes coming up. This is, uh, again, this is Fantasy Fever with Marcus Hemingway. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter, hey underscore mh, hey, h e y underscore underscore. MH. So definitely check me out. Also look look up uh, DMVSportsNetwork.com. Look look us up. You can find our articles there. You can find my weekly waiver wire pickups there. You can find this podcast there. We have other really really good podcasts, and we we just got a, a lot of good things coming 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 soon. You know, so check us out there. And also on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. DMV underscore SN. And me, hey, underscore, underscore, MH. But before I leave, I do want to talk about a couple more things as if I haven't talked uh, enough today. I do want to talk about a couple other things. 
I a couple things that I like this week. I do like Minnesota to win over the LA Rams. Trying to figure out how to use work that defense without those two corners, Marcus Peters and uh, Talib. Um, you know they'll figure it out. They have a a crazy pass rush. I honestly think the best way to play against them is to run those crossing routes. Uh, with those weak linebackers. Another, um, if you're looking for a good defense this week, let's see. I like Tampa Bay and Green Bay's defense this week. I think Josh Allen is getting a lot of hype out there, and they've given him a soft game script. But And Green Bay is getting a lot of other stuff that they're not used to getting. They're used to getting a lot of good press. They're getting bad press right now. So I think Green Bay's defense will show up against Buffalo. So look look for that. A good uh, honestly a good a good quarterback to look at right now. Dak Prescott. Nobody's talking about him. Everybody's saying he can't go downfield. Dallas has a home game. Detroit's on cloud nine after beating New England. I look for Dak Prescott to have a good game this weekend. You know, he's getting a lot of, again, bad press. Everybody's saying that it's, it's time to start looking for another quarterback. You don't have a franchise quarterback. Dak considers himself a franchise quarterback, and he and and he just hasn't shown it yet. I, I look for the uh, Dak Prescott to have a really good game. And and the guy I I think that you guys should uh, look for for your playoff run or for your season run, Sony Michelle for New England Patriots. It just was announced today that Rex Burkhead is going to be put on IR, and the Patriots the last two weeks have kind of kind of been dedicated to him, giving him a lot of carries and trying to get him established. So if he can get established, look for look for Sony Michelle to have some good weeks. Only thing about the New England Patriots, their offense changes from week to week. So sometimes they may not go run heavy. Sometimes they will go run heavy. It it really depends on their opponent. So before you you deploy a New England running back out there e- each week, uh, make sure you look at who they're playing and what their what their game script may be like. It may be pass heavy, it may be run heavy. So make sure you check that out. I think with uh White, he's more of a PPR type player. He's gonna get his each week. He usually averages three to five receptions a week for about forty to sixty yards. You know, out of the backfield he's just a good a good player for Tom Brady to throw to. So look for look for Sony Michelle and and White to have a good game for New England the next couple weeks. Once uh, Edelman comes back, I think this offense will start rolling. A lot of people kind of burying them, but like I said, you you, got, you can't be afraid of slow starts. I mean, it, it's it's a long NFL season. It's a long fantasy football season. Those two and uh, those one and three starts, or or zero oh and four starts, they're, they're nothing. You can survive and make the playoffs after a start like that. One of my leagues, I think I'm zero oh and three. Actually, the the league for the um. Actually, the 
the Dom and Thunder show. I'm actually 0-3 in that league. I don't. I'm still figuring things out. Um, but it's it's it. I'm not worried about starting 0-3 at all. You know, it it happens. Who cares? You know, you just keep rolling. You you try to find players that's gonna get it done. Chicago, a good tight end to go for this week will be Chicago's tight end, Trey Burton. After seeing what Pittsburgh's tight end did to Tampa Bay last week on Monday Night Football, I'm going to go with Trey Burton as a definitely a tight end that you should look for this week and or you should look at starting this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their, their secondary is hurting so I think I think the uh, Trey Burton is going to do well this week at home against Tampa Bay so look for Trey Burton, Sony Michelle as well as Green Bay's defense quarterbacks, Dak Prescott give him a spin don't bury him yet I think he's going to be alright and wide receivers, my wide receivers that I like this week. I don't like a lot of them. It's kind of a blah week. Uh, and that's a one more thing about the whole start and slow thing. Week four is the first week of bye weeks. Now you can see who really knows how to play fantasy football when you don't have a full roster of all your good guys where you may have Odell Beckham out or you may have Zeke Elliott out for the week and you got to figure out who's your third running back on your roster if you haven't drafted well so you're going to see who drafted well and you're going to see who actually knows how to read that waiver wire this week so that's why I say you you never panic about slow starts because this is this is what slow weeks are made of this is what it's all about I think the wide receiver that I was looking for was Tyler Boyd. He's going to have a good week this week. I think Atlanta secondary, just like Tampa Bay secondary, is hurting. They are hurting. You know, everybody actually in that whole division is hurting on defense. They're missing some type of players. New Orleans just lost a cornerback. Atlanta lost a couple of safeties and a linebacker. Carolina lost some players. So everybody in Tampa Bay, their whole secondary is just about out. That whole division is hurting. So if you're looking for good play, uh, good players against particular teams, look no further than the NFC South. If, if, like the Cincinnati Bengals has Atlanta this week. Chicago has Tampa. New Orleans is off. And I want to say Carolina is off as well. So anytime you see teams playing playing these guys, correction, New Orleans actually plays the Giants. Carolina is off though. So anytime you see teams playing these guys right now, I, I personally think they're going to get lit up. The secondary is going to get lit up. Odell should have a really, really good day against the New Orleans Saints. So don't be afraid to start players against the NFC South right now. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Giovanni Bernard and Tyler Boyd have a good week against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Tyler Boyd, because of the fact that A.J. Green, uh, they're kind of downplaying his injury. He, he is 
he is hurting right now. So, Tyler, look for Andy Dalton to look for Tyler Boyd more so than A.J. Green. He's going to use A.J. Green as a as a decoy. So, that again, that, that's going to pretty much wrap up episode one of the Fantasy Fever football show. This is Marcus Hemingway checking out. Again, find me on Twitter. Hey, underscore, underscore, MH.